Hello and welcome to As Yet Untitled Vintage Collection, episode number three. I'm Rob. And I'm Chris. And as you guessed by the title and the song, uh, we are doing the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the TV series that came out in 1993. This episode wow. is Green with Evil, part one. However, there is five parts, but... I mean, Chris was speaking off air just before we started recording and said, because we liked it so much and it's a proper retro, when we do other episodes, we'll do Green with Evil part one, two, three, four, and five. So basically, two is a five ball finish. Um, I mean, we could always turn it into a, like, a little mini series or something like that. Sounds um, cool. Yeah, yeah, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, so the reason. Well, originally we were going to do something else, but um, unable to find the episode that we were looking to do. And because we've done two British shows, it made more sense to do something more Americanized um, for people that were like, oh, they're not just going to do British stuff. We want to kind of branch out to everywhere. Yeah. Um, if you've got some kind of Russian program that's vintage, I'll give it a whirl. Yeah, as as long as there's an English dub or text or sub. or sub to it, you know, something like that, that we can actually, <laughs> we know the story and I'm not just watching Russian people move around, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it'd help. Um, the reason we've done this episode, though, was because this is the very first time all six Rangers are in the TV series. It's amazing. Everyone has the favourite ranger, don't they? But we'll uh, get that on that little like, later afterwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the reason we've done this one, like I said, is because all six rangers are in it. Um, the air date for this one was October 5th, 1993. I'm assuming that's the American release date. Um, I'm looking for the UK one, but I really can't find it. I've been looking for the last 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, we're going off of the, the Power Rangers fandom wiki. So that's where all the information's coming from. Uh, so watching it back for the... I'm assuming you've seen this before. I think I've pretty much seen every episode of the original Power Rangers before. Yeah, I used to... It, when they first came out, I was eight years old. So I was the perfect age to be watching the Power Rangers. Yeah, so I... I, I, I loved it. I loved watching it as a kid. So I think, yeah, I think I've seen every single episode at one point or another. Yeah, so I was... So I, I would have been about four three or four um you're saying this is 93 93 so i would have been three if it come out in 94 in the uk i would have been four or coming up right, to four. okay um but i remember watching power rangers when i was younger and going to see the movie um i would have to do the movie at some point on normal as your untitled podcast um which one the most modern one <laughs> hell no Hell no. Like, There's nothing wrong never. with it. It's a good movie. It's... <laughs> I would willingly watch it again just to compare it to the original. A lot of people moan about the original because it's not canon. But we'll get into that on that pod. Um, okay. Yeah, it's... There's a lot to it. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but hey-ho. What I was going to say, oh, though... So we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is... Uh, yeah, so I was about four, let's say about four, coming up to five or something when this come out. 
um, or when I remember seeing it at least. Uh, I was a huge fan of Tommy, as you were talking about Power Rangers. Um, so my favourite was Tommy, um, but I really liked Jason. I just thought he was really cool. Um, my my one, obviously, obviously, as you, I like, really like Tommy, but I liked uh, Billy. Yeah, that's fair enough. Is that because is that because he liked all the nerdy, nerdy sort of stuff? Or yeah, he had glasses. And when I was that young, I'd only had glasses for about three or so years. Yeah, so I was still in the process of adjusting to having them. And it was like some old superhero has glasses, someone I could identify with in that way. You know, but Superman okay. had glasses, right? <laughs> Superman didn't count. He was an alien. Like, <laughs> he didn't need his glasses. He uh, didn't need them. Billy did. That, that's true. That's true. Affirmative. So there's a lot I want to break down in this episode. Uh, we were. Tr- I was trying to. We were trying to keep conversation at a minimum before we came on air because I don't like talking about yes. something and then. And then we kind of missed the conversation. Um, I think the one time that was the worst when we done that was uh, Ready Player <laughs> Ready One. Ready Player One. Coming home on the bus from seeing it. Oh, God, it was a nightmare. We just turned to each other to say something and then look back and like, we can't say anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. There is... So I don't know how much you know... Um, because it was Japanese first, then American next, second. Right. Right. So I'd try, I, I don't want to butcher what's happening and what isn't happening. Um, as I said, there's a Japanese version, there is an American version, which obviously we just watched. Now, Japanese and ver- Japanese version came first. Um and then, then we got Americanized. Yes, but there's similarities, but they're also there's wasn't the, bits. Wasn't the Green Ranger a prince trapped in a cave in the Japanese version? Yeah, yeah. So firstly, the Green Rangers is that. Um, <laughs> it's the the version that we see, uh, the American version. Is is basically a hybrid of the Japanese and the American one together. Um, right. That's how it's written here. So I don't know at what point um, the the Americans had more like saying things because it, I think if I remember rightly, all the action shots when they were in suits wasn't them, and only a few bits were. And all of them acting as out of costume, obviously was them. Yes. And then they redubbed the voice over the top with new sound effects and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so there is it is a little bit weird. So there's parts where we, where if Tom, when Tommy's already um, been captured by Rita and he's laying down and he's kind of covered in a cobweb, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> that is really weird. It's like a cocoon or something. Yeah. Um, it's kind of yeah that's exact the perfect word um he sits up with a helmet on and he doesn't look like jason david frank it looks like the japanese guy <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's like a green kind of flash and then bang it is it's tommy again yeah um so i mean to be honest it, 
that wasn't really their fault. Um, that I don't really think they had much rights in what they could and couldn't film, and I think they were told what to use. Um, so I'm not going to kind of butcher and badger, oh, there was this mistake, and we see this, and we see that, and, and whatnot. Um, I want to look at it at face value of, with that in mind, the way it was recorded and kind of shot and released and stuff. So, uh, what do you think? Watching back now. Very nostalgic. <laughs> A tad, yeah. <laughs> A tad. I... Oh, God. Who doesn't look... Who, any young man, who didn't enjoy the Power Rangers? That's true, was, yep. Even if you didn't like some bits, there was always something about it you enjoyed. Yeah. Me. <laughs> well, come on, you know, you, you look back at all these things and you think, as a kid, you were so enamoured by it. You look back now, well, you, do you enjoy it? You can always see the little bits that make you think, ooh. <laughs> the yeah, cheesiness. Maybe a little bit wouldn't. Oh, yeah, that's it. Jesus. It's not just cheesy, it's full Wednesdale cheesiness. <laughs> yeah. Full yeah. breed going on right there. What about you? Do, looking back now, what do you think of it? Uh, well, it took me a while to get past their clothing um, oh, of how nineties. Yeah, Billy and dungarees, um, over the oversized baggy shirts tucked into like coloured jeans. <laughs> what was his exact t-shirt? Always looked like he had a paternity top on. He had that space where the ends the belly. Yeah, yeah. It always looked like a maternity top. Um. But what I do like is when we first see Tommy, they kind of already set a seed for who he is because he's in a green top. <laughs> but yeah, all of them wear their colours continuously. That's what they do. They just wear their colours. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I don't want to come away from this one, but I think it's in Dino Thunder. It may be in Dino Thunder when uh, Tommy gets, he morphs or something. He goes, now I need to go and get some black clothes or something. <laughs> and he makes the so plays on it. Yeah, yeah. So he plays on it. Um, however, back to uh, him as Green Ranger, way before he's a good yep. guy. Um, so it starts with a martial arts competition uh, with Jason and Tommy. Uh, what did you think of the that scene? At least I am not a martial artist in any way, shape, or form. So I don't feel qualified to judge them <laughs> on their martial arts. Right, but there was a lot of. I don't know if that's normal for a competition, <laughs> but like any anything they do in Power Rangers, they never actually seem to hit. I don't think they were allowed to, were they? I I, I don't know. Um, I think when when they're doing stunts and stuff like that, obviously it's it's stunt work, isn't it? Um, yeah. However, I know both of them are skilled in martial arts. Definitely, I mean, Jason David Frank, 100%. And I think Austin St. John, I don't know what level he's at, but I know he's a martial artist. I think, didn't, think all, I think, didn't all of them have some level of martial arts training? They either had some level of martial arts training or a level of um, gymnastics training um, to take falls. That does seem in. more Kimberly though, doesn't it? I actually think the guy that played Billy um, was a gymnast, not a martial oh, right. artist. I think. I could be wrong. If I am, correct David, me on that. David Yost. David Yost, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I think he was a gymnast, not a martial artist. Oh, right. Um, I was picturing Paul Kimberley being a martial I, artist. I, 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 think, I think she was a gymnast too. Um, obviously, she uses the gymnast character at least. Um, that's what she is. Um, but yeah, but there was very a lot of hyah, a lot of <laughs> <laughs> over exaggerated grunting movements. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it probably perfectly worded. <laughs> I'm glad because that sounded wrong to me. No, no, I know what you mean. Um, and then later, kind of after that, they um, he goes for a shower, um, which. I, I mean, I don't get that they met in. Where did they go? Did they go to the youth? Did they go to the juice bar? Which is the youth centre. Yeah, yeah. So they go to the juice bar, um, and we don't see them go. It just goes to the next scene. Yeah. Which, that, that's bizarre. And then they, the next scene, they're in school, um, and Tommy meets Bulk and Skull for the first time. Hmm. I would say they're com- they're a com- um, comedic relief, but they're not even funny to me anymore. They're just they're, they're not even bullies. They want to be bullies. No one takes them seriously. Well, I think at first they were bullies, right? No, no, no. Right. Right, so the way I looked at it is, at first they were bullies. As time went on, they become more comedic, like com- com- uh, comedic, comedic relief. relief. Um, by the time they got to the film, they were there just for comic relief. Uh, but I like the fact that there's two people because as they go on, they try to meet the Power Rangers and they then try to be Power Rangers and so on and so on. Yeah, you know, I would <laughs> so have loved seen it as a change of the people. Yeah, they're adapting, growing. Yeah, but I remember there was one episode when um, I think it was Kimberly and Billy were bullies with Bulk and Skull and a couple of others because there was a gang of bullies first in an earlier episode and then they kind of disappeared and it was only Bulk and Skull that kind of remained around. Right. Um, I can't remember what episode it is. I'm proper trying to think back without looking at notes and go back to Netflix and that. But um, yeah, I know there's, it's around... It's very early, I believe... Hey, go look, food fight. Bulk and his gang seek to ruin the food festival. If it had just been Bulk, Bulk and Skull, they would have just said Bulk and Skull. So it's at least by episode six, he still has a gang of some discussion. Yeah. So, yeah, so as I said, at, at some point, there were a, a group of them, and obviously then they just disappeared. Um, but yeah, Tommy uh, gets introduced to them. Um, <laughs> he does. It kind of does like mimic bot karate, um, like shadow karate, and Balkan Skull's reaction. What is what made me like? Even now, I watched it and I was just, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, I think those two together were just perfectly matched. I agree. I'm just shaking my head at Balkan Skull. It's just, I just don't like them anymore. I've, when I was a kid, they're like the bad, the, the good baddies, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You had the bad baddies, which are Rito and a crew. Then you had the not good baddies, but like the. The silly baddies, yeah. 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 I mean, you couldn't count the parties as baddies, really, because they were just toys. <laughs> yeah, well, they were putty. <laughs> literally yeah, they putty. Were literally just lumps of clay. Yeah. 
but we'll get into the putties um, <laughs> in a second. So uh, basically, Kimberly invites Tommy to uh, to go out for a, to meet them for a juice in a juice bar, um, <laughs> which is cool. I like the fact that they kind of have a little chat. Um, all of a sudden, it goes to the next scene, and Rita's picked who she thinks is going to be uh, Tommy to basically be the Green Ranger, right? So she's had a green power coin this entire time and she hasn't thought to use it on anyone. Yeah. But I always thought, why didn't she ever use it on herself? Yeah, seriously. If she, she got into the command center, Zordon would have no hope. She'd have her wand and the powers of a green ranger. Yeah. Or even Goldar. If she didn't want to do it herself, give it to Goldar. Him as the green ranger, go in there and smash everything up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But again, that doesn't happen either. Um, I and then Judge Rita, though, she is not a very good evil queen or evil empress because there's I've in my head I've plotted out how she could win multiple times, what she could do to actually destroy the Power Rangers for good. And each time I see an episode, it's like if you'd done this, they would literally be on the floor <laughs> defeated and you would have won. Yeah, but I've got I was in a plan the devil's advocate for the baddies thinking <laughs> this is the way you should have won. Yeah, I mean. At some point in this one, it does look like they, they she could win though. Um, she basically she she tests Tommy's abilities with the putties. Yeah. Um, Sorry, but he gets attacked by putties, and then he says, "Oh, that's weird," and walks off and carries on his normal life. I might want to go to the police. The fact that I've just been attacked by walking mud monsters. Can you tell me what's going on? Why have I been attacked? I've just got to town, and these strange mud creatures. Surely the police have something to say about that. Yeah, but at that point, they're not mud. They're... Putty. I think... They're putties. They're made of clay. Yeah, but they don't turn into... And later on in episodes, when they get their punched in the um, the chest piece kind of thing, they just... They, like, can, what's the word? Combust. Combust, yeah. Um, earlier in the episodes, they don't. They just lay flat on the floor um, and become immobile. Um, I don't know at what point they get up again. Uh, like after they've been attacked, we don't, we rarely get to see that. Um, yeah, well, my point is he should have gone to the police and told them I've been attacked by someone. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, it would have made sense for him to report it. But by the time he kind of picked his bag up and was like, what's going on? Rita was there kind of casting. That is true. Yeah. bit late. There was not really, there really wasn't much time. This is before cell phones. Yeah. So he couldn't just ring them up and say, help me. Yeah. What do you think of the um, the fight scene between Tommy and the uh, parties? The parties have always been the cannon fodder of the Power Rangers thing. Mm -hmm. So they don't exactly have to be very skilled. But Tommy is a good, his character, and of course, Jason David Frank, is are very good martial artists yeah so he naturally is able to push them back a fair bit it doesn't surprise me that Tommy can defeat that many putties yeah I'm pretty yeah. sure a normal person with a wooden back could defeat the putties <laughs> maybe um, what I did like though is that he didn't go overboard no he was economic in his movements he used what he had to when he had to, rather than just overloading everything. Yeah, 
But there were points that irritated me where it did look a little bit too choreographed. Um, the scene where the party kind of moves to the right, so he moves to the left, and then the party moves to the left, so he moves to the right, and then he sweeps, I think he sweeps his leg or something, and the party jumps up and backflips. It looks great. It looks great. But... It doesn't feel organic to you. It looks worked. You know? Yeah, they've practised on it. Yeah, which obviously they need to, but there's scenes like that, and I'm, I'm a bit... I always get a bit like, oh, it, it couldn't have been a shot a little different. But it is what it is. Um, you know, it may do for the scene. Uh, Rita obviously casts a spell on him. Um, and then we end up back in um, back in her headquarters. Is there a name for it? I don't think there is. Let's call it the moon base. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's on, yeah, it's on the moon, yeah. Yeah. Um, so here it says she coats his body with a magical green wax and chants incantations to cast a powerful incantations. spell. Uh, that's the one. No, no. There is an N in this one. It's incantations. <laughs> but it's, it's, it is incantations. <laughs> Look, I like magic. Okay, I, I freely admit that if magical focus focus worked, I'd be using it. But it's, please, people, incantations. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. There is, there is a spell check that needs to be on here because it does read incantation in incantations. <laughs> um, anywho, uh, is, right? Uh, sorry, Rita never actually speaks English, does she? Her voice, the actress doesn't didn't speak English, so to double her lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can see the mouth movements do not match. <laughs> yeah, they which definitely I don't match. Loved. It was always maybe the tiny bit more cheesy. Later on, though, it's matched up. Uh, you know, I think I think that was a point where they had a bit more freedom um, in recording and stuff. But yeah, Rita Rita chants are incontain incantations uh, to cast a powerful spell on him, brainwashing him hit him into becoming her servant. Uh, it says when he arrives from his bed of wax, it it looks like. A spider web. Yeah. I, d I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it really does. I, d I don't know what I'm supposed to say to that. It does look like spider spider web rather than wax, but I suppose that could be where the green candle. That's another thing that comes later. It might be involved. It's wax. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, did you like the eyes glowing green, or was you not a fan of it? It was all right. It was corny. That's just showing how uh, Rita's power has infected him. Yeah, but then if they glowed red, I think it would have been. It, I think it would have been a bad choice. Oh yeah, because the colours directly linked to the Rangers. Yeah. So glowing green. If it, if it was going to glow a colour, it had to be green. There's no other choice about it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I liked it. What I liked more was. Given, I think that was Jason David Frank's maybe one of his very first roles. Um, I don't know his acting ability before then, but I love how he went from kind of being himself acting to all of a sudden becoming a monotone robot. Well, playing as the brainwashed on me. Yeah, and even now, 
I think I prefer brainwashed Tommy to normal Tommy. Okay. Brainwashed Tommy was dedicated to his queen and focused. I mean, there was there was a way, uh, there was the fact that in a certain series, Tommy stayed as a servant of Rita, didn't he? He became someone known as Lord Draken. But that's in the comic book series. Shattered Grid. Yeah, no, you're right. It's Shattered Grid. Um, I actually have the um, the novel of it. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. I might have to nick that from you. I mean, I'm looking for it. I can't bloody find it. Yeah, it's around. It's around. But um, yes, I do have the Shattered Grid. Um, I got it for Christmas. You never mentioned it. Yeah, I've definitely... It's around somewhere. I don't know. I'll have, I'll have a look and I'll show you, show you, show you a picture of it. Um, but it's a really good read. But I do like the Lord Draken version. Um, it is a completely different. Um, it's a nice take on the same story, but reversed. Um, do you like the fact that Rita gets called Empress rather than Queen or anything like that? You put the two uh, things together. You've got Empress and you've got Queen, which sounds more powerful. It'd be Empress, wouldn't it? I guess so. And she is she she has an ego. Let's admit that for a start. She has a massive ego. So being called anything less than Empress would be would be insulting to her. Yeah. I mean, her ego takes a beating later on in the series when Zed comes along. <laughs> yeah, don't let's not get started on Zed because there's a lot of errors with some of the bits there. Duct tape. <laughs> yeah, that that irritates me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so he calls her Empress, um, and she sends him to the command center where he he gives Alpha Five and infects infects Alpha infects Alpha Five. With a CD-ROM. Virus by sticking it in his back. <laughs> I did, for the life of me, I did not know that was a CD drive in his back. No, I didn't either. Are you looking for a pop or something there? No, something was moving. I wonder what it was. It was me. I'm not the side. Yeah, go on. All right. So you didn't know it was yeah. a CD drive? No. I did not. No, no one has ever mentioned you could just pop CDs down, the, down his back. <laughs> and no, and after that... It's never referred to again. That happens in so many programs, doesn't it? I mean, it's, it's a, an important weakness. That is a serious weakness for his, his, his uh, design. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's pop a CD in there and it stops him working. Exactly. It's like when I was in senior school, you used to put two pieces in your tie to stop people tightening your tie too quickly. It's a fatal flaw to have that gap there for the, for the Android, for the mm. robot. Um. But yeah, uh, Green Ranger uh, Tommy also goes around pulling all the control panels off and ripping out wires. So Zordon apparently is in another dimension, which I, I'm very confused by, because later on it seems he's actually in the tube. Right. So th that that took me a couple of minutes. to When I, li I heard it, amount of times I've seen this episode, and I've never looked at it as he's not there. Because in the movie, he's in the tube. He's in the tube. Yeah. And even in the new film, he's there. But yeah, he's in the computer. Mm. So 
I I don't know at what point Zordon is in the tube. Into the tube. <laughs> Neither do I. Uh, that that really that really confused me. Uh, confused me. Um, Tommy's evil laugh then appears, which is probably one of the best evil laughs next to the Joker. <laughs> so good. It's so. It's so like Dracula esque. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, know, I get what you mean by that. The, <laughs> you, expect, you, expect, you expect thunder and lightning to be happening in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get to the, um, I think, <laughs> the cheesiest of cheesiness from this TV series, which is the Rad Bug. I had got it in my notes flying car, Rad Bug, lol. It's. <laughs> It's the most ridiculous. When they're in the car, let's go fast. Okay. Whoa. And they just lean to the right. <laughs> I like the fact that later on, uh, they have to, they come again. They use the red bug again to get to the command center. And uh, before they even get a chance to actually turn, they start leaning. Yeah. It's like a, a half a second delay where they'll suddenly go like, no, no one turns. <laughs> and it's the, the line Zach keeps on using. It's the only, it's the only way to fly. Oh, come on, mate. Seriously. Yeah, well, again, they're limited on what they were doing. I think the way it worked was they were given, they were given, I think eighty or seventy or eighty percent, some ran a, a fair amount of video footage, and then they had to write the script to the footage. And there were a lot of scenes reused. Yeah, let's, let's a hell of a lot. That. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so basically they get the command center, realize what's happening, and then it's morphing time. Which, which is great. I love the. Um, it, I don't think there will ever be a better transition of the Power Rangers morphing than what they did. No, because some of the more modern ones, they literally grab their morphers, do it, and then bang, there's a flash of light, and they're morphed. There's no no showmanship to it now. Yeah, or it's overdone as they they put in like a, a, a something in their mechanism, and then all of a sudden the the suit comes on, and then the head that the helmet goes on, and the thing yeah. covers it. It's so long winded. They either overdo it or they underdo it. Yeah, they don't have it quite right like this. Yeah, I thought this was the perfect morph. As you know, it's morphing time. They say their things, and all of a sudden. And they're on the floor. <laughs> they don't need to get off when they jump. They don't need to do that at all. <laughs> and every every baddie villain in that TV shit in that TV series, let's shoot rays of energy and it bursts in front of you, you know, like a sparkler, and they have to go fly into the side. Yeah, or or it will shoot behind them and explode, yeah. and then they kind of dive left or right like a goalkeeper. <laughs> um. Yeah, so they uh, they start fighting. So they talk about the putties. They kind of fight putties for a couple of seconds and then call for the Megazord. I feel like maybe there was something missed. It did feel like something had been snipped there. Yeah. Um, again, as we were saying, um, they had footage that were given. So I don't know if there was something else because I know... I think it was in the first one, the Green Rangers actually saving someone, I believe. 
and you I mean think, the original Japanese one. Yeah, yeah, and I think there were a lot of scenes that were kind of redone. Wasn't he? Oh, he was cursed. To, well, after he saved someone, I think they skipped forward in time. And he was locked in, a, uh, sealed in a cave, and then he was released, and he was bad, and then he was good. I've yeah. got to watch the original Japanese one because I get very confused by some of this stuff. Yeah, there is. I said there's so much cut out, and there's so many different factors in the American to the Japanese one. Yeah, it's the same scenes slightly modified so it yeah. does make understanding of what happens and like cut jumps and stuff like that really irritating but you know it is what it is we finally get to see the megazord in this episode um and they draw for the power zord and goldar does this incredible drop kick <laughs> where's, where's, where's the power sword come from zordon is lost so who summons the power sword? Where does it come from? I think it's the power of the Megazord. Because they put their energy crystals in, which I also love. When they put their hand like this, move it, and the, the, the colour line goes with them, and then they have a crystal. That that always makes me laugh. So does um, that mean the crystal is stored in the coin? Yeah. Because they grab the coin, so don't they? Then pull yeah. the coin. The coin is very multi-purpose. It is, yeah. It helps them get into the command center. It's a crystal. It helps them morph. It's it's, it's better than a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, but it's better than your <laughs> <laughs> better than my little Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and then all of a sudden, this bit always baffles me. Tommy jumps up onto the Megazord, and then jumps in, and they kind of yeah. look up in the ceiling and look down. And then all of a sudden, he beats them up in there and then kicks them out of the Megazord. How did he kick them out? He threw them out. I mean, they weren't expecting... I mean, this, this, the Zord, Megazord, is their... Um, by the way, can I just say, Megazord sequence activated makes no sense. <laughs> it takes forever to put the swords together. In the meantime, someone could have come and shot the Rangers in the head in the time it takes for the Zord to get put together. But they, never, never, no one has ever invaded the Megazord before. So yeah. like, they were in shock. And suddenly, there's this guy who has the same powers as them, throwing them out. I, I guess so, I guess so. But uh, you're right, Megasword sequence has been activated. It's so... That's so 90s in the voice. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so I've just been... That's all right. <laughs> so, yeah, the, it's so 90s in the voice that... Um, I think it adds to the, the glamour of how good the Megasword is, that it's proper robotic... <laughs> No, I love the fact that how, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just thinking back to the fact that when there's Megazord, when the, when the Zords appear, you've got like the, the Tyrannosaurus sword comes out from like a crack in the earth with lava. It climbs out mm -hmm. of that. Kimberly's one, the pterodactyl, comes out of a live volcano. Yeah, you've got the <laughs> you've got the uh, Triceratops, which apparently comes through ice. No, that, that that's the Mastodon. Yeah, Mastodon comes from an icy field. You've got the saber tooth that comes from a desert. Where is Angel Broken? You've got desert forest, active volcano, cracking the earth. <laughs> How far away are these Zords from... Because they have to be very quick to get there. Otherwise, Angel Grove is slap back in the middle of a... Slap, slap bang in the middle of a natural environmental disaster. You've got an active <laughs> volcano on the edge of town. Exactly. Unless, I mean, the only... I can give you an answer for the volcano. They could be in Hawaii. That... Yeah, but that's... I guess. But I, I can't answer the ice one. 
do you realise the way, um, the way the just, just triceratops? Yeah, triceratops doesn't actually walk. It's got little runners, like little um, yeah. rollers. It goes on. You put a wall in front of that. You stopped it. <laughs> it has to go on flat land or a gentle slope. Yeah, but, but too high a slope, it just. But you, you're forgetting something. In every episode, they come at the same place. How does that area get fixed per episode? How does Angel Grove get fixed? You got Gold Dog walking through, down smashing buildings up. That place must be a wreck continuously. Yeah. There must be the richest city in the USA to rebuild the city every other week. Uh, I mean, de- definitely. I mean, the only other thing that contends that is how bad the Avengers ruin America. <laughs> and that's it. When does, when does the US government finally realise that it's more cost-effective to give Rita the power coins, <laughs> force them up, than to keep rebuilding the city every single week? Yeah. <laughs> and don't blame the Avengers. They didn't make, they avenge. And when someone goes wrong, they're there to help. They yeah, but they destroy the city in the process. What, you mean Sokovia? Uh, but they they destroyed America. Um, where, where, what city are they? It's Manhattan. Is it Manhattan. Yeah, because they were launching a nuclear... That wasn't... That was Loki who brought an army to destroy stuff. <laughs> Hulk had to destroy some bits to, uh, to smash. Fair enough. He is the engine of destruction. Yeah. But can we go back to the Power Rangers? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, 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 but I, I mean, I'm, we're just, I'm just saying, like, you know, the only other place that has that much money is probably Manhattan when the Avengers are nearby. <laughs> the insurance agents are like, I can't afford this anymore. <laughs> can you imagine a phone call? Was it the Power Rangers? We'll call you back. <laughs> That's it. And monsters on screen. Cancel my insurance. We're done. We're we're broke. Um, but yeah, so we get to that point, and my my fa- probably my my favourite part when they fly <laughs> out of the Megazord, they're all screaming, Aah! and all of a sudden you hear, Aah! as Tom is the only one that's it <laughs> is happy to be flying in midair. How tall are those? How tall is the Megazord? It's I don't know. At least the size of a skyscraper, right? Uh, yeah, fair, fairly big. Yeah, about that. Let's, let's say at least fifteen stories. <laughs> yeah. Even with that, even with a techno whatever jumpsuit they've got, <laughs> I'm thinking broken bones at the very least. They've thrown <laughs> fifteen stories. I can't jump one foot off a rock, as you remember from the park. Yep. Without risking damaging myself, <laughs> so. To go 15 stories in, those aren't magic suits. They're lycra. <laughs> yeah. There's no protection there. No. But we get the uh, we get a, we get a fantastic <laughs> scene off just after that when they land. Um, Tommy fighting one on one against all of them. He gets the upper hand, and then Jason being the proud leader, fight me one on one. So Tommy just throws something at him, and. <laughs> And he goes, <laughs> which I love. It's so so cheesy. You, have you noticed in <laughs> in every episode, if they get hit in the chest, there's like a black explosion mark, like a yeah. burn mark. How do they dry clean that suit? Right, I'm going to go with the Green Lantern theory. Okay, suits are made of energy. So when they when they demorph, the, the suit disappears. When they remorph, it makes a new suit full of uh, created from energy. Oh, that's fair enough. I'll let you have that, that one. Get around any dry cleaning issues. What about Superman with dry cleaning? 
He, he, right, he's got the he's got the shrunken bottle of uh, City of Candor. He <laughs> takes all his washing, shrinks down, takes it to the dry cleaners in Candor, brings it back to the human world. <laughs> You've been watching Big Bang Theory, haven't you? I have. <laughs> <laughs> in that, he does his washing under a red light, a red sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> so I win. So he does the uh, the one on one, and then. They're so panicked that they just go back to the command center. Mid fight. <laughs> Isn't there a bit in this also that um, they called out by the putties? Although they, the putties are there fighting, they enter that they become part of the Zord, and then they bad, the putties disappear. So they literally called on the Megazord for no reason other than to fight some putties. No, they called on the Megazord to fight Goldar because he's big. Oh yeah. No, that's not the bit I'm thinking of. I'm so sure they picked on... They they summoned the... Uh, doesn't matter. I'm probably remembering it wrong. So right. Rita throws down her magic staff. Why doesn't that burn up in the atmosphere? <laughs> it's, Why it's, did you get so close to the camera then? <laughs> you were so angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a staff. She calls it a wand, which also annoys me because it is a staff. It is a staff. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so she throws a magic wand, as she calls it, Stuff. <laughs> into into the atmosphere. It hits and then grows Goldar. Then while Goldar's there and he's destroying stuff, the putties get put on and get sent down. The rangers fight the putties, then call upon the Megazord to fight Goldar. And then Goldar disappears. Then Goldar disappears, yeah. So they literally summon the, the, the Megazord for no real reason. Right. Because when Goldar grows, right, mm-hmm. Rita sends her wand slash staff, it hits the ground, and the ground basically sinkhole it collapses under the roof. And there's a smoke underneath which makes the enemies, the baddies, grow. Yeah. Does that mean Earth has gases beneath the surface that can make creatures grow gigantic? Because that would solve world hunger. Feed that to a few sheep and chickens and you're done. <laughs> yeah, but then you've got to try and kill them. That's why you put bombs in the neck beforehand. Yeah, but... <laughs> that's like a, a bad South Park episode that I don't want to see <laughs> maybe we should send the script to the South Park people and do what they say <laughs> um, but, I mean maybe, maybe maybe I don't know if there is if there's gases um, you tell that's me Rob's, what, that's Rob's polite way of trying to shush me away from this subject no I haven't I haven't now. got a clue I literally haven't got a clue um but yeah, it's that, that's an interesting theory. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, and then at the end, basically, Tommy says a quote, and I try. I, I remembered it all the way up to I was about to say the quote, and then completely forgot it. This is the begin the beginning of the end of the Power Rangers. That's what. It, yeah, I really like that. It would have been nice if there was some to me, even back then. You knew. They're the heroes. They're going to eventually succeed. So they leave it on these things like, oh, you're about to die, Rangers. You know, next time you come on, they'll somehow turn the tables and they're winning again. Yeah. As much as I love the heroes, it would be nice to see the villains occasionally win one. Yeah, exact, exactly. Because, as you said, it's always the same the Power Rangers well, it's the win. the 90s, wasn't it? Heroes always win. Villains always lose. The good guys, good guys are victorious. Yeah. It's exactly. only in the more last few years to actually see the villains winning occasionally. 
Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I've got some notes. Apparently, the original draft script title for the third part of this Green with Evil was Desperately Seeking Scorpina. Which I'm sure Scorpina is a baddie in uh, a later episode. Um, yes, she is. Did you know that this is the very first multi part episode in Power Rangers? I did not know that, but I probably should have done. It's also the only, the, but the to date, this is also the only five part episode of every single Power Ranger TV show in history. Wow. Well, it was a major thing, wasn't it? It's the very first time ever in, his, in history of Power Rangers they've actually created an evil ranger. Mm-hmm. I mean, every group has done it since, in one way or another. Yeah. I mean, in Power Rangers Dino Thunder, they have the, the evil white ranger. In so many others, you've had other rangers which have been evil that have turned good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I was also reading uh, some yeah. other bits. Um, trying to find... Uh, it's the first episode. This is also the first appearance of a sixth ranger. Coincidentally, it was also the first time a sixth ranger appeared in Super Sent in a Super Sentai series. Although in 1987, Super Sentai, this is where I butcher something. Hakari Sentai Maskman, Maskman, M A S K. Is that mask? It'd be mask, wouldn't it? That's how we'd say it. Mask. Yeah. yeah. So, Hakari Sentai Maskman featured a sixth ranger. It's only for one episode. Um, obviously, first appearance of Tommy Oliver, the Green Ranger in the franchise, Dragon Zord, Dragon Battle Zord mode, and a Dragon Dagger, which we don't see yet because that's later on, but these are all the firsts due to this episode. Um, wow. And it's apparently the very first episode in the franchise to introduce a new Power Ranger. I... I think the, Rangers, the Green Ranger is cool. Mm-hmm. I've always liked the Green Ranger, and the white, and then he later on becomes a different Ranger, which I always found cool as well. What I didn't like is eventually Tommy Oliver becomes the Red Ranger. Yeah, I didn't like that because he's to me, even when he was the White Ranger, he was still the outsider of the group, even though he was part of like sometimes the leader, sometimes second in command under the Red Ranger. He always seemed like he was the outsider of the group, which I always liked. Yeah. When he became the true leader of the group, it kind of like, uh, all right. Yeah, I know what you mean. But, so, I don't know how much you know. Uh, JDF, as Justin Everfrank has spoke on this beforehand, um, he was only supposed to be in this five-part series. Then, well, he'd done the five-part series, then... When he got to Green Candle and he'd left, right, at the end of Green Candle. Yeah, yeah, at the end of that, that was it, contract up. It was only that he got so much fan base, so much of a fan base in that short time (laughs) that they brought him back. Because he was originally supposed to be the lead in the TV show VR Troopers. We are VR. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was... That was the kind of it was an attempt at quite a copy of the Power Rangers success. Yeah, and having him as the leader would have majorly boosted their probably credibility. yeah. 
Um, Remember that we are VR. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what they said when they put the costumes on. So yeah, but basically this has wasn't been. Um, leader of, wasn't there? Sorry, you got to Wasn't there the leader of the VR just like head in a tube, pretty much, or a computer screen like Zordon? I I really can't remember. It was it was com- very computerized though, very computerized. Oh yeah. Um, sorry for interrupting. That's cool. Um, so yeah, that's kind of kind of it really um other than that though i mean i would love absolutely love to get jason david frank on an episode (laughs) oh Um, that would be amazing to talk about green with evil uh at least at least one of those or in becoming a white ranger um myself and chris have had the pleasure of meeting jason david frank don't bring that up please i made such complete Tit of myself in front of him. Why? What oh. did you do? <laughs> oh, it's, it, we're airing it. It's being aired. If he's listening, oh. <laughs> he won't remember me. Well, I'm, hopefully, he won't remember me. I had a signed a picture. I'd, was it the previous year? I had it signed by another Steve uh, Cardenas. Yeah. Yes. Don't mention the picture. It is. I still like it. But no, I got it signed, and when I brought it with me for him to get signed, he said, "Do you want to sign a picture?" And I said, "Yeah, I've got one here you can sign." And then he signed it, and I was like, huh? <laughs> "I couldn't speak properly. I was just so, just so cool meeting someone I'd watched on TV that I'd actually like yeah. not idolised, but I thought was really cool." Yeah, I act like a bloody starstruck forward. Really embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. I um... the fact that I was wearing a skin tight skin suit at the same time. <laughs> and, yeah, and... and a pair of wire fronts on the outside. That wasn't the best look for me. You were, uh, you kind of went dressed as like half a tube of toothpaste with a pair of pants. <laughs> I went drawn just as a very lumpy tube of toothpaste. <laughs> Let's be honest, there. There were parts of me showing that I'm just thankful for those wire fronts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why did I think that looked good? I thought it was all right. I thought it was pretty cool. From now on, long costumes, yeah, long robed costumes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, we've had the pleasure of meeting Jason David Frank. Um, my meeting with him didn't go like that though. Uh, <laughs> we kind of just spoke for a couple minutes, like a minute. It was like a minute, wasn't it? You got got to meet him for about a minute. Yeah, or less. Yeah, because you got you're lucky. Oh, that's, that's still my Facebook picture, isn't it? Me with Jason David Frank. In I, the, uh, I believe costume. so. Yeah. Oh. Um. But it was really cool to meet him. Yeah, so I met him. He signed my... So I've got the VHS tape, the original VHS tape of the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger movie, um, as we were speaking about earlier. And I'm on a mission to get every single Ranger that was in that film to sign it. Uh, so that's that's the plan. Um, I've got two, two, two so far. I think I missed the chance at Johnny Young Bosch the same time Steve Cardenas I missed. I got Steve Cardenas. I think Johnny Young Bosch was either the day before or he was there the day after we went. Um, I Vaguely, the guy that plays Adam. Um, but yeah, but it's like I said, it's my mission now. To get every single ranger that was in the film to sign that uh, VHS tape. Um, so yeah, so that's my. Will be pretty cool. It's my pride and I'd like joy. To get as many people as I can to sign the picture. Yeah, I mean the good thing is because your picture is of 
the Rangers as as a set of six, and at that point Tommy's in green. You can also you can get Steve Cardenas to sign red, but then Austin sent John to sign red as well. Yeah. Whereas with mine, it would literally be the six that were in it. Um, but yeah, so that would be that would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's everything. Cool. Um, so if you like the uh, Vintage Collection series, and then obviously stay tuned because there's a lot more that we're going to be doing. Um, we're trying to do multi... We're trying to do multiple different episodes for different shows and trying to pick either the biggest one or the one that had the biggest impact and so on and so on. It's harder with shows that we don't know that well purely because we've never seen them but we are going to try and do them so if you do like the vintage collection comment down below on episodes that you recommend we should watch next it doesn't just have to be a uk show um, as you can see it can be an american show but the rule is there's one rule it has to be made before the year 2000 so the final year that we can do is 2000 then it's backwards. Anything after the year 2000, we're not watching. We're not allowed to do. The fact that we can call things before 2000 vintage now depresses me. <laughs> so I bet you've got a pair like a vintage trousers from the 90s still. Just somewhere hiding in the house. If they are, they're moth-eaten and rubbish. But yeah, <laughs> for years, there was this one pair of uh, black jogging trousers I had with the red stripe down the side. I would wear them at every possible opportunity. Yeah. Over the years, so they get broken, they get ripped. I, I I think if I, if I still found them, there'd be stitches on the side where I've where I've <laughs> tried to sew black material back together with green thread. <laughs> I thought he was going to say it. Now you've only got the red thread, that the red line on it, and that's <laughs> that's it. You've just got two bits of red lining. <laughs> that would not make for a good pair of trousers. <laughs> no. You're closer to chaps if that's what you're wearing. <laughs> to be fair. And I don't want to know any more about your home life, thank you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's been uh, episode three of the Vintage Collection. We definitely need to finish this mini-series, though. Um, yeah, and hopefully, by the time we've gone on to do the next episode, we'll be back together, actually recording in the same room. We can hope so. Yeah, definitely. Um so yeah, Chris, any uh, famous last words for this episode? Go, go, Power Rangers.